Hey, good morning, everybody. I want to talk to you this week from the topic, Daughter Arise. And what we're going to do is we're going to have five of these uh, most weeks. Some weeks, <laughs> if I get lazy, we'll only have three. But for the most part, we'll have five of these topics and we'll kind of have subtopics going on um, underneath the, the mother topic. So today, we're going to talk from the topic, You Are. And the series is Daughter Arise. I believe God is calling for his daughters to help get his men back in position. I believe that the, the, what's wrong with our world is that men are out of position. Husbands are out of position. Brothers are out of position. Senators are out of position. And most importantly, the God man is out of position. And I believe, woman of God, God is calling for you to help get the man back into position and thus make a great mighty impact in our world. So I want to talk from the scripture found in Judges chapter 5. And I want us to read, if we will, this week, Judges chapter 5 and chapter 6. Every week we're going to have a reading. Why? Because it's important for you to get into your Bible, not just uh, depend upon a podcast or depend upon a video cast or depend upon tweets from other people. But you need to become intimate with your Bible and thus intimate with your God. You need to know your God intimately. You need to be held intimately by your God. I, when I, and I know I'm a man. So listen, but when I am in the scripture, I'm being held by my father. I'm being embraced by my father. I'm being embraced by daddy. I'm empowered by daddy. So this is a come along. All this podcast and all tweets are their come alongs. Come along to your relationship with God to help enhance it. So let's read really quick. Um, we're talking about Deborah. Deborah was a judge in Israel. We're talking about the man Barak. Barak was a captain in God's army. So verse seven, the inhabitants of the villages ceased. They ceased in Israel until I, Deborah, arose that I arose a mother in Israel. It happened until. And I wonder what's going to, what is waiting for your until? What is waiting for you to get up? There are things happening and going to continue to happen until you make a decision, woman of God, that I'm going to get up and do what God called me to do, that I'm going to get up and be who God called me to be, that I'm going to get up and let go of what God called me to let go of. What is waiting for you to get up? So what I want to do is, I want, to, I want to share a real quick story about you because this is what I believe has happened. I believe life has been uh, slowly stealing from you and slowly stealing from me. I want to share a story with you uh, from when I was in high school. I was living out in Louisiana in the suburbs. I moved from the city to the suburbs, lived with my uncle and, you know, came up poor. And I'm living in a suburban area and I still am poor. I don't have money. They have a little bit of money, but I didn't have any money. So what happens is my uncle has this jar of dimes uh, in his room and I loved uh, going to the store and getting me a honey bun and getting some chocolate milk for some reason. I know it's weird. It's okay. Um, but so I'm going in there every day and I'm taking a couple of dimes out of his jar. I had this big jar of dimes. Every day I go and I take a little bit out and I, he's not going to notice it. And that's how the devil is. He doesn't go and just, it just really come in for kill shots. He takes a little bit out of your soul every day. He takes a little bit from your dream. He reminds you a little bit of your past. And, and thus he is stealing that dream for you, stealing that vision from you, stealing the 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 the, uh, the insight for greater from your life. And you look up one day, like my uncle did one day, and I got in a whole heap of trouble. He looks up one day, he said, hey, somebody's been in my dimes. And of course, when he presented it to me, my heart dropped and I got on punishment and all that good stuff. But so my question to you is, woman of God, it's time to realize that something's been stealing from you. 
some life has been slowly stealing from you. It is it's caused you to, to to accept this. Go to work, go to sleep, get up, go to work, go to sleep, get go to work, go to sleep. And that is that is not your life. <laughs> that is not the quote unquote American dream. And we have a God, a dream from God. We don't live by the American dream. We live by a dream from the king. We live by the vision of the king. So I want to quickly say a couple of things that I believe are going on. That's happening. And maybe this doesn't apply to you. Maybe it does. Number one, you are sitting on your potential. And, and what I, I hate is the, the statement that some people make that potential is nothing. That is an inaccurate statement. I said it. I'm here to represent it. That's an inaccurate statement. God endowed each and every one of us with potential, with gifts, with talents. What the problem is that if we don't use any of them, yes, then it's worthless. Potential requires my participation. Potential requires my participation. What I don't want is I don't want to get to the grave. I don't want to be at my funeral and God allows me to peep in my funeral. When I hear people going to the mic, I hope it's like 100 people want to go to the mic and talk about me at the end. <laughs> you know, I'm always I'm always skeptical when I when I go to a funeral and it's only like two people that want to say something. I'm wondering, hey, did that life really make an impact? Because when you've been impacted by somebody's life, you can't help but tell it. Everybody that was impacted by the life of Jesus couldn't help but go tell it. Come see a man <laughs> when they were impacted by the life of Jesus. So nevertheless, I don't want them to be at my funeral and, and they're saying he had so much potential. No. Now, throughout my life, I'm cool with somebody saying, man, you have so much potential. Or, woman of God, you have so much. Daughter, you have so much potential. Uh, 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 Gabriel, you have so much. I'm cool with that. I just don't want them to say that at the end. What I want them to say at the end of my life is that he made an impact. He made a difference. He built this. He wrote this. He did that. He helped this person. That's what I want to be said of me. So understand this. You are sitting on your potential. Your potential is waiting for what? Your participation. Number two, you're misusing your power. I don't think you understand woman of God or, or just woman in general who's going to become a woman of God after she listens to this series. You are powerful. And God, when I began to look back at this lesson and just doing some studying, God brought Samson to my mind. If you understand, Samson was the most, and there'll never be another Samson, right? Because God doesn't make duplicates. Samson was the most powerful man on the face of the earth physically. There was no man, no army, no troop that could tame Samson. But Samson was brought to his knees and defeated by what? By a woman, by Delilah. I want you to understand this here. The same woman that brought him to his knees was the same woman that could have helped bring him, elevate him, bring him up to the next level. So understand you are powerful and the enemy knows that. I, I, I like this statement where they say game, recognize game. I have a tremendous amount of respect and disdain for the enemy. I respect his strategy. He's a strategist. He's a, I love strategy. He's a master strategist. So what he said is I can't defeat the God man on my own, I have to go through a channel and that channel is the woman. We see that in the garden. He is a master strategist and, and those of us that love strategy, love a good game plan, we can admire that. So I have a respect and a disdain for the enemy. Uh, uh, I don't respect him. Well, you cannot respect him and he can trample all over you, but I respect my opponent. It's not. It's very unwise to not respect your opponent. We have a worthy opponent. Yes, he is under our feet, but he is a worthy opponent. So next, now, lastly, I believe that there are some women that are in a spiritual coma. Yes, you are moving around, you are smiling on the outside, but on the inside, you're asleep. 
Jesus said this about Lazarus. He said, Lazarus is not dead, but he is asleep. But I go to awake him. So what I'm praying is that this lesson this week will be something that will help wake up your, that daughter on the inside. Wake up the daughter of the king. Wake up, woman of God. I believe that some of you are in a spiritual coma on the inside. I don't know what it was that put you in that coma. I believe many times we think that things will never get better and we begin to just slowly, slowly fall into a deep sleep. It's like when I'm watching a movie and I'm tired and I keep blinking my eyes and I'm dozing off and I'm dozing off. And then a couple of minutes later, I'm asleep. You begin to think about the past and, and, and look and look at the present. We don't look at the present. We look towards the future. We look towards God, what God is going to do. We look towards our potential and we don't look back at the past. So I want to close out with, on a positive note. I think we've kind of um, went some places where you can kind of find yourself. I want to close out on a positive note with you are. You are strong. I am amazed at some of the things that I come to realize that women have dealt with. Uh, uh, things that will bring a grown man to tears. And yet they're still standing. And yet they're still going through. I'm amazed that they can have uh, uh, during pregnancy, they say it's one foot in the grave, one foot out of the grave. I'm amazed by that. And I thank God I couldn't handle that. <laughs> I couldn't handle something coming out of me, piercing my skin at that agony. You are strong. You must, you must recognize that you are strong. Number two, you are an incubator. You are able to take in, hold, house, feed, give warmth, and then give life. So what I want you to understand is that it's very important what you receive. Since you are a receiver, you are an incubator. You have to be very cognizant of what's coming into your mind and who's speaking in your ear because you're an incubator. You're going to take that. You're going to feed it. You're going to rehearse it and you're going to give life to it. So from this day forward, uh, just reminding you, be on, uh, be aware of what you take in. What is the enemy speaking into you? Who is your what is your friend speaking into your ear? Your so-called friend. Uh, what are you digesting? What are you holding on to? What you hold on to as a woman grows. Just like as you hold that baby in your womb, those of you have experienced that and some of you will experience that in days to come when you're married. I want to emphasize. <laughs> so listen, you hold it, you give life to it, you feed it, you nourish it, and eventually it, it comes out on the outside. So recognize it's very important what you hold on to. So whatever God's telling you to let go of, understand it. every day that you don't let go of it, you're feeding it. It's becoming greater. It's becoming to the point where it's going to be a stronghold in your life. Um, number three, you are vital. Number three, you are vital. Say it with me. I'm vital. You're vital. That which my body cannot live without the man of God will never experience the fullness of his purpose without you. In fact, God said this about Adam. He said, it's not good that Adam be alone. I'm going to send him a help meet. So uh, let me segue for a second. Go call your husband. Go call your brother. Go call your uncle. Call him in for a second and listen to this one part. You need help, man of God. And it is a foolish man who will reject the help that God sends him. <laughs> You're still praying. You're still asking God for help. And God sends the help in the form of a woman. Woman, you are vital. You're vital to your brothers. You're vital to your uncles. You're vital to your co-workers that are men. You're vital. You're a vital part of God's plan. So understand that about yourself. You have worth. You have value. You are able. And I know it's cliche, but you are. You have to recognize whatever God called you to, you are able to do. 
Now, you're not able to do that which God has not called you to, so stop trying to do that which God has given you no grace to do. Everybody can't do a podcast. Everybody can't sing a song. Everybody can't uh, uh, write a book. But everybody can do what God has anointed and graced them to do. So you have to find that out. What has God graced and anointed me to do? I am able to do that. Where has God told me to go? I'm able to go there. I'm able to endure that which God called me to endure. You are able. And uh, number six, you are tender for a reason. (laughs) I don't know who sung it before, but there was a singer that said love and tenderness. The world needs your tenderness. And, and, And so we talk about the strategy of the enemy. Make her hard. Harden her tenderness. There's something about a man when a woman just puts her her hand on his shoulder. She's able to calm him. She's able to settle him down. I remember a story uh, in the Bible when David was about to go make a terrible mistake. He was about to go kill up a whole village because of one man's ignorance. He's going to kill everybody because it's one man. And the Bible says Abigail, the way that God would call her, a woman of a fair continence and a woman of understanding, she goes and she approaches David in tenderness and, and bows herself to him and, and calms him down. And David, at the end of the ordeal, says, thank you. Thank you for saving me from making a terrible mistake and sinning against God. The world needs your tender. Your son, your brother, your uncle, they need your tender. You're tender for a reason. Don't try to hard be hard. You're tender. If I'm a husband, I want to lay on a pillow, not a rock. <laughs> the enemy wants you to make your house like a rock so that he goes and finds himself a pillow. He needs a pillow. Be his pillow. But number seven, uh, you are chosen. And then lastly, I'm going to I'm not going to elaborate on number seven. Number eight, you are called. You're called to what God and you, I, be, I believe this here. I believe some people say, I don't know my call. You know, your calling. It is that which burns in your heart. It is that which you have a passion for. It is that which grieves you. You're called to make a difference. You're called to that which grieves you. You're called to your passion. God gave you that passion about that for a reason. I am passionate about speaking to you today. I'm excited. I love doing it. I'm called to do that. Right? I'm called to help young men out, uh, develop and, and learn who they are. You are called. So don't, don't, don't stop looking uh, over the fence at your neighbor's calling. And understand that you're called. You are called. You have a purpose. You have a plan. God has called you to that which grieves you. God has called you to that which you have a, a passion about. And lastly, universally, every woman is called to help God's sons. I, 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 I welcome your feedback on this topic. I welcome your comments on it. But understand this here. You are called to help the man of God get in position and fulfill his purpose. Yes, you have your own individual purpose. But part of your purpose is to help God's sons get into their purpose, fulfill their plan. He can't do it without you. If you want to listen, I don't suggest you do this, but you can do that. You can tell him if he's trying to do a venture, he's trying to take that business to another level. He's trying to start that ministry. He's trying to be the God man that God called him to be. Go ahead and tell him, hey, you can't do that without me. (laughs) It's okay. Just don't say it arrogantly. Don't say it in a nasty. Remember, we need your tenderness, love and tenderness. Be tender with him and just remind him gently. Hey, you need me for this. Whatever it is, if you're to truly be successful, and it's, it's, it all depends on how you deem success, man of God or woman of God. 
If he is truly to be successful and truly fulfill God's plan, he needs the woman of God. Hey, that's all I have for today. I hope you were fed. I hope you were nourished. I hope that this helps you get your day started off right. Remember, there is no substitute for your own personal, vibrant, awesome, amazing relationship with God. Have a great week. We will be back tomorrow. It might be a little bit shorter, but nevertheless, we'll be back. Have a great day. Hey guys, this podcast was recorded by Tone Crafters at the Safe House Studio located in Houston, Texas. Be sure to visit their website at www.tonecrafters.com. Also, guys, I'm going to ask you to share this video, like the video, leave us some comments on how we can get better, but definitely share this with as many people as you can that need to hear these videos. Again, I'm excited about what God is doing. I pray that it's ministering to you. Uh, Have a great week. We will talk tomorrow. Until then, remember, it's your time, so don't waste time.